0: you have your Bibles, I'd like you to go and turn to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Starting in verse 14. Apostle Paul writes, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ Which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. If you ever don't know what to pray for, or how to pray for each other, this is a real good place to start. It's praying to the Father who our Lord told us to pray to. Pray to the Father. We pray in our Lord's name, but we're praying to the Father. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. He's our name. He's that name that is higher than all. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's who we're named as. That's who we're named in. Christ has claimed you. boys and I listened to a story about orphans and they had nobody to claim them. And the end of the story is they, they found, a, found a mother to adopt them and it was very great and happy. We were all orphans. Poor, wretched, you know, dirt-stained, smudgy, not not cute little cherubs in a magazine orphans, but the vile kind. And our Lord came and claimed us and gave us His name. You're in His family. You have His family name. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. We were blessed to be able to visit with our family and blood um, yesterday. And as Sister Megan shared this morning, it was such a sweet time because the the unity we had wasn't the fact that we had similar DNA. In fact, if you looked at it all, there was a lot that that didn't overlap because of the dysfunction, if you will, from the side of the world. But because of our unity in Christ, there was such a unity and harmony that you couldn't couldn't put your finger on it you couldn't explain it and you can't explain it to the world there is one family in Christ just one aren't you glad that when we get to heaven we won't have to show our uh, denomination card <laughs> can we get in are we the right one that should change how we talk to people right that this is one for whom my Lord loved enough to die, I should love him too. Do they share the same understanding that we do? No. But if you love him enough, and you believe what we believe enough, you should be willing to share it. Not to be right, but to encourage, because there's so much sad... Untruth out there that discourages, that hinders walking with the Lord, that leaves people in a state of unsurety instead of security. It's one of the most precious things about the truth that we believe about what Jesus Christ is the security that we have that what Jesus did is enough. And on your worst day, you can't mess it up. And on my best day, I can't take any credit for it. (laughs) That's terribly assuring. And yet a lot of people live under doctrinal schemes where they don't have that. Where they have to wonder, what will happen today? Will I be good enough? What if I make a mistake? What if I don't reach somebody and somebody dies? And then that that's on me. They take a lot of this burden upon themselves. And so no, there's no denominational cards or seating in heaven. And it's not to look down our noses at those who don't believe the same as us, but to look at them as these are sheep who we need to share. We need to tell the truth and love to encourage. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that He would grant you. God the Father would grant you according to the riches of His glory. Your Father is rich in glory. He doesn't lack in glory. He has a superabundant of store of glory. And here He can draw out of that and grant you if it pleases Him to strengthen you. To be strengthened with might. By his spirit. In the inner man. We often ask for strength in our outer man. Let's be honest. When Sister wanted to ask for strength and sanity. She's asking for strength in her physical outer man. And that's okay. But where do we really need strength? It's on the inner man the inner man, the new man, the new creature, that which is created by the Holy Spirit within us, that's the eternal, that which will go on. That's where we need the daily strength. That's what we need to be thinking through and feeling through and acting through instead of the old man, the one who's broken, the sorry carcass who does the wrong thing and thinks the wrong things and wants the wrong things. We need to be strengthened in the inner man. And that's not something we can do ourselves. It's His creature, His Spirit. We need His strength. This is something that we can pray for. Pray that the Father will strengthen us each day out of the riches of His glory. Again, it's not drawing on dregs here. He has got a superabundance that He can pour forth to be strengthened with might by His Spirit. That's how He's strengthening you by His Spirit in the inner man. And as you're strengthened, what does that look like? Well, that Christ dwells in your heart by faith. Your heart must be focused on Christ. Your heart needs to be focused on Christ. Your life is better when your heart is focused on Christ. You know what your old man's going to want to do? Anything but that. And it can convince you that he's right. You want a, a, a pertinent personal example? Go to a preacher's meeting. I have just wonderful strengthening in the inner man for a week. And then you come back. And you focus on anything but that. Well, I'm sick, so I'll just veg out or listen to football or whatever. Just But it's so easy to take your mind and your heart and your focus off Christ. It's so easy. And so sometimes all you can do is, Lord, help me. Draw me back. Draw me close to your side. Let me see my Lord again because I'm cold And my eyes feel closed. And my ears feel stopped up. How often do you just think about the cross? And I use that expression, cross, as a shorthand to refer to Jesus' death on the cross. Does that cross your mind during the course of the day? I'll confess that it doesn't cross mine every day. It really should. We talk about these big moments in history. You can have whole television shows. This significant moment in history, this significant moment in history. There is no more significant moment in all of human history than that day on the cross. That's what it all was leading up to. Everything beforehand was leading to that point. And everything after that is is pointing back to that point until He comes again. That Christ may dwell, dwell in your hearts by faith. Another word you could use for dwell is abide, remain, constant, Sometimes we'll have a fleeting emotion and we'll think about it for a few minutes and then it's gone. Maybe something will really bother us. It tends to be when we're upset that we chew on something for a long time, right? Why do you think the Lord uses trials so much to draw, him close to us, draw him, us close to Him? Because it breaks us through our, our routines and the things that we kind of build up for ourselves. I'm in control. <laughs> and He knocks those down. Those little—I mean—they're as strong as little Lego towers, right? Or or Works Lincoln Logs, right? And yet we build our little worlds and act like we're the God over it. And it takes the Lord knocking them down for us to see who's really in charge. May Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Word picture here, rooted and grounded in love. If we're little plants, plants tend to do better if you actually put them in the dirt, right? I'm I'm no farmer, but I haven't seen any levitating hay yet. And so, you as a born again child of God. Are called to grow, but you need to be in something to grow. It's not a committee, it's not charity service, it's not whatever you want to fill in the blank with, the things that out there in the world say, well, this is what you gotta do. What do you need to be in? Being rooted and grounded (coughs) in love. Now, this is not the love of the world. Not the love of stuff. It's not even the love of people. This is being rooted and grounded in Christ's love. That's the dirt. That's what we grow in. That's what we've got to sink down into. If you're feeling dry and withered, it may be you're not sinking your roots down into the love of Christ. Christ. It may be you put your roots over there into the things of this world and you might as well just put it into like battery acid. It won't strengthen the inner man. Being rooted and grounded in love that you may be able to comprehend. Christ will dwell in you. You're rooted and grounded in love. And you may be able to comprehend with all saints. So this is something that all saints are blessed with the ability to do. That you may comprehend, and that comprehend means to to seize, to recognize, to perceive, that you may comprehend with all saints what is the breadth? How wide. What is the length? How long. What is the depth? How far down. And the height? How far up? What are we talking about here? We're talking about the love of Christ. It says that in the next verse. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. So you've got comprehending and you've got knowing the love of Christ. All right. If I show you a picture of Mount Everest, you can see from that picture and you could read from the description that is a tall mountain. But do you really know it? Can you really comprehend it? Now let's say that I pluck you up and I drop you at the base of that mountain and you start looking up. Do you know a little bit more about that love now? Why? Because you're experiencing it. You're seeing it. Sitting at the bottom of that mountain, do you know the full extent of that love? Do you have a better idea than you did just looking at the picture? Yeah, you have a better idea, but it's not there. All right, now you start walking up that mountain. Are you starting to appreciate a little bit more the magnitude of how high it is? And as you're going along, eventually you're going to get to like the clouds. What can you not see? You can't even see the top. It's beyond your comprehension. It's more than you can see or perceive. But the more you're walking, the more you can appreciate it the more you can love it, the more you can understand how huge this love is. We won't get to the top of Christ's love in our walk. Not here. I think that when we're in heaven, it says that we are able to know as we are known, I think we'll have a much better understanding of the magnitude of Christ's love. But this is something that we should be studying. Not just looking at picture studying, but experiencing it. Dwelling in it. Abiding in it. Resting in the truth of who Christ is and what He's done and what that specifically means to you. Now, none of us are the center of the universe. Okay? And sometimes in talking about Christ, we, we distort the focus to say, well, this is all about me. Because look at the great thing that Christ has done for me. Yes, He has done great things for you. But you're not the focus. He's the focus. And part of that process for us as we're going through this life and we're learning about His love is recalibrating our brains to Him. To Him. Off of ourself and to Him. What pleases him? What what would he have me to do instead of what pleases me? And what do I want to do? The old man starts every sentence with I. The new man should be something with the effect of thus saith the word. Or Lord, what would you have me to do? Lord, I acknowledge that I'm vile. Lord, I acknowledge that I need you. Lord, I don't have the solution to this problem, but Lord, I trust you. So Lord, show me what you would have me to do. I'll give you another word picture that, that kind of deals with height. And as you're standing on that mountain, you can look as far as you want, left and right. Are you going to see the end of the mountain? No, it passes beyond sight. Imagine you're down at the seashore, okay? You're down at the seashore, and you walk towards the water. So you're facing the dunes, condos, whatever. And you walk close enough to feel the water lapping at your feet. You can feel the water. You know it's there. No, we're going the bridge. What you doing bridge? Well, for this illustration, pretend you're standing in the sand and the water's just barely reaching your feet, not even over your heels, but just touching it, okay? So you've experienced the ocean there, right? But are you really understanding the magnitude of that? When you and I live our lives focused on this world we know what Christ has done we know that he's awakened us he's given us a truth of the knowledge and we can feel that a little bit but we continue to focus on the things of this world it's like we're there at that beach and we're just basing our understanding of the ocean on those little waves that are touching the back of our feet whereas turn around and Christ's love is like that whole ocean. Farther than you can see. Out to the horizon. Farther than you can see that way. Farther than you can see that way. If you started diving down deep, you couldn't reach the bottom. As you're going on your journey towards towards glory, You're leaving that beach. You're climbing into a boat. You're going to go. And the whole time you're going, you know what's bearing you up? Christ's love. Sometimes there'll be storms. Sometimes waves will get in the boat and you'll feel, this is awful. It's not. Everything that God is doing He's doing for His glory. He's doing something to teach you about Himself and about how you need to trust and depend on Him and live a life that glorifies Him. We have things to learn. We need to open our eyes and start trying to learn About our Lord and recognize the magnitude of His love. Can you fully comprehend it? No! Isn't that great? (laughs) Jesus would say that um, there's no greater love than for a man to lay down his life for his friends. That's not just a fortune cookie catchphrase. He knew what He was about to do. The God of all the universe, the second person in the Trinity, the Word, who created all things, has called you His friend and then demonstrated that there's no greater love than what He did for you. As his friend. That's an amazing love. What makes it more amazing is that you're a bad friend. <laughs> I'm a bad friend. It's not because we were so great. That somehow he's like, yeah, okay, this one's worth it. That's why we can sing about amazing grace. It's not just the scope of of how good and kind it was, but it's the scope of how bad and vile we are. We need the Lord at all times, but we need Him even to understand <coughs> What love he has for us. Oh, this is a precious, precious gift. And our hearts are so hardened to it. Say, well, people, I, I, I don't know how to talk about the gospel. The gospel talking about Christ's love. Free and costly, right? That's what we sang this morning. Free and And costly. To you and me, absolutely free. And for every other one of His children throughout time. Costly? Absolutely. So costly. That the God who created the universe would be willing to suffer and lay down His own life. Now they couldn't have taken it from Him unless he was consenting. He laid down his own life and he took it back again. But he was willing. He was willing. Do we have hard hearts this morning that we cannot allow this thought, this truth to break in? Probably. We can spend many hours of labor and diversion and distraction and cares because we can't understand, not really, this one truth. That song, we're, we're passing away. Why can we sing that song with a smile on our face? Because this is real. If it's not, we can just go home go watch football whatever whatever other folks do on sunday that they'd rather do but if this is real which i wholly believe it is this should impact our life our lives should be driven by the truth of whom we're named Jesus Christ, it's not just a name. It's certainly not a swear word. It's a title of the highest honor. And one day, He's promised that He's going to come back. And every bit of glory that's been due Him all along is going to be demanded every single knee is going to acknowledge that he is the king of all kings and the lord of all lords that's who we come to praise who we come to worship that's whom I serve who are you I'm Jesus Christ I'm not him but I belong to him what do you have to fear in this world? Not a thing, Jack. I serve the boss. And as long as I'm going about the things that please the boss, I can be content. What if I don't get all the stuff in this world? Guess what, guys? It's, it's kind of like the prizes at uh, arcade. It's not that good anyway. What he's given us already in his life and what he will give us in eternal life, give us of eternal life, is infinitely better than anything here. So you can spend all your time running around gathering those arcade tickets, trying to get your plush toy, or you can focus on the boss (laughs) and what pleases him. He gave us some things to do. He didn't just leave us to our own devices. I told you I've been convicted about in Paul's letter to Timothy said, do the work of the evangelist. I haven't been doing that. I haven't been about my master's business. I need to. I want you all to look at your lives. Where are areas that you need to be about the master's business? Look into his word. Allow the Lord to convict you through his word. When we're off base, we don't want to read, right? Well, I don't get anything out of it. Well, the problem is you know you might get something out of it. Conviction. For he teaches us and shows us the areas where we're not lined up. At the preacher's meeting, y'all know what a sign curve is? Math It's a line in a graph that wiggles back and forth. Okay? That's kind of how our lives tend to be. If this is absolute truth and what we're supposed to do, we tend to do this. And so we need that daily recentering back to truth, back to the Word, back to Christ, back to our focus every day. As long as we've got that old man, he's going to continue to lead us astray. And that new man's going to need to be strengthened by Christ. This is my prayer for y'all. And this is my prayer for me. That our Father would grant you, according again to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith. And that you and I would be rooted and grounded in Christ's love. And that we would be able to comprehend, to recognize, to seize hold of, with all saints... What is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height? And know the love of God. Not just a passing glance, no but to know as we experience it. Know as we're looking at it. Know as we're climbing those mountains and crossing that ocean. Knowing the magnitude of Christ's love. As much as our little minds and experience can take in. But knowing that even in our farthest imagination, it's still higher than that. Thank you all. For your time and attention, we will uh, make preparations and go into our communion service.